Hi. Hello. And welcome to Killing Time with Brin and Malaika. <laughs> hey, girl. Oh, no. <laughs> I, there's a candle burning in the wind. Oh, my God. It's a fire hazard. <laughs> Can you uh, explain this candle? Yes. So... I actually thought I ran out of uh, watch candles, but I forgot about the special Japanese handcrafted candles that were sent to me over the holidays from Grand Seiko. I just realized it's burning so quickly. Do you think it's supposed to be like a way of measuring the time? Ooh, yeah, that would be very poetic. And I honestly, I wouldn't put it past Grand Seiko for such a thoughtful gift like that. Oh, little poetry. I think we might need to watch that candle for the next hour. I mean, you guys, if this episode doesn't come out, it's because my Brin apartment <laughs> went down in flames. <laughs> That's actually not funny, is it? No laughing. No. Okay, well, we're here. We are vibing out around this flame in the wind <laughs> it's so intense <laughs> shit <laughs> okay <laughs> what have we got first for you this week in watch what? news malaika off to you this week we will start with the four-way collaboration yes you heard me four-way menage a quatre it's the High Snobiety X Roof X Tag Hoyer X Bamford Carrera. Ooh. So, for all you folks out there who know nothing about cars, like myself and Bryn, mm-hmm. uh, Roof is a, I think, pretty prestigious car manufacturer. It's family owned, it's based in Germany. It's like a very exclusive brand that's not really doing much promo because it doesn't need to. Mm. It's like, if you know, you know, all the car heads go crazy for Roof. Um, I wish I could go in depth into the context, but I can't. But I will tell you that it's a small little family owned business. They started, I think, by redoing Porsches and now they use Porsche chassis and like build out their own cars anyway it's very prestigious bit of a bit of a hot hot one for the car car men out there car men and women excuse me Mm, (laughs) that was a Freudian slip (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway they've done a collab with High Snob which is very cool and uh, they've you know done the usual merch and they dropped a little watch in there. Mm-hmm. So we've got the Tag Heuer Carrera, uh, the Bamford, Bamford, uh, what do you call it? You know, he's gone and done his little personalization. As, as one does, as Bamford likes to do. The Bamford kiss, the Bamford touch. <laughs> uh, excuse me again. Uh, it's pretty cool. So it's it's a Carrera, which is fun because next year is the 60th anniversary of the Carrera. Mm. One of the Tag Heuer, you know, major motorsport legacy watches. Chrono. We love it because Tag Heuer is really known for... Okay, 
chronograph or chronograph hard for me because I'm English so what do you say here in America chronograph let's just say chronograph for the sake chrono because I say chrono chrono yeah oh god now I'm really anyway whatever (laughs) chrono 24 yeah chrono chrono tomato tomato yeah yeah well now you got me saying Rihanna Oh god, I'm and sorry. Tacos. But you I didn't say taco, but mm, I might. You don't on. say taco? Well, I did. I said taco, oh. and now I live here, I say taco. <laughs> well, it's so counterintuitive because as Americans, we think that British people sound so proper like yeah. like my aunt went to the grove whatever. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. But I feel like to hear British people pronounce tacos tacos is so disorienting it is weird isn't it taco yeah it's yeah it's not giving but i say taco now i say <laughs> tomato but what now else? i say rihanna instead of rihanna i mean but you know rihanna is actually how you pronounce oh, it like the bayesian that's way how she, oh yeah 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 so it's actually not rihanna Okay, well, great. Here we are. Anyway, back to the watch. <laughs> wow, where were we? Uh, tangent we, alert. Tangent alert. So it's a Carrera, famous Tag Heuer, legacy watch, 60th anniversary next year, little Bamford touch. Woo! Um, limited run of 100. Whoa. Good luck 42. getting your hands on one Ooh, of those. Yeah, good luck, mate. 42 <clears throat> millimeters. I think it's priced somewhere in the $7,785 range. Yeah. <laughs> Ah. Uh, and it's a good one. It's a good one for all you car freaks out yeah. there. And I just want the listeners at home to know that Malaika was reciting all of those facts by heart and not from the iPad in her lap, which makes her look like a big baby. I know. I actually, the screen is not on. <laughs> I know. I should have turned it on because then you probably would have had some more factually accurate information. No, you killed it. Um, <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sort of killed it. What I do think is cool about Ruth um having only just learned about it quite recently mm-hmm. is that the they're a really cute little family and the daughter um Aloise is going to eventually take over the business she works very closely with her dad and she is you know much like us a woman in a man's world oh. she's a woman in the car industry albeit she's you know really respected because of her family mm-hmm. so it's like you know nepotism yeah. but I think she answered a question in an interview that was up on the site about how it feels to be a woman in the in the car space. And she said something very cool along the lines of like, you know, it's about confidence. And she sees a lot of women in the car space who know a lot and speak their mind and, you know, speak confidently. And she thinks as long as you have that behind you, then everyone else hell yeah i feel like that can be applied to all of life it's all about that confidence baby either you know it and you say it or fake it till you make it that's what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) well that's why the ipad's here oh (laughs) little toddler i was maybe gonna talk about some car things that i didn't understand but i decided to uh spare us of that well save it for next time we uh pod because You'll have come just fresh from Monterey, California. Ooh, I'm going to Car Week, baby. Ooh. Pebble Beach, here I come. Oh, that's your first time up there, right? Yeah, I'm actually, okay, I've been going through a range of emotions about this trip mm. uh, because it sounds like something I would absolutely positively hate. No. 
But I think actually the reality is that it's probably going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be sick. I'm so jealous. And I think it's also great to put yourself in spaces that aren't, you know, your natural situation so that you can you know yes lucienne will have to wait while you're in monterey oh my god i think it's good for me it's nice and healthy to to you know (laughs) to hang out with other (laughs) you know what you're going to monterey you're gonna see some amazing cars but you know what you're gonna see some amazing forty thousand dollar watches oh honey you better believe hey watch girl off duty i wish you were coming with me oh you need her the doomah of watches i need her do you know i feel like i wish I wish I could just take footage for her and then she could edit the footage. I feel like she has a special skill, though, even getting that footage. I don't know how she I'm does like, it. Okay, eagle eyes. I think I might have to do a more traditional Hidinky style. Is it okay if I take your picture? Yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. Consent. Consent. Yes. Because this is for a media outlet. So, yeah. you know, we don't want to get anybody in trouble. But yes, I'm very much looking forward to my little weekend at Pebble Beach. You can live your little Big Little, big little Lies. Is like, Big Little Lies based there? It's up there. Ooh la la. Yeah. It's going to be misty. Okay, it's it's going to be dramatic. I can't wait, A, for the nature and the B, climate. for the climate. Because oh, good God. If you are not based in New York City, let me tell you that this has been the worst summer I have ever experienced Mm -hmm. in New York. It is hot toddy, but not in a good way. It's like sweat dripping down your back after 12 minutes of being outside. I've taken like three showers today so far. Yeah, but there's heat waves everywhere. So what are you going to (sighs) do? Tis tis the world we're living in these days. But you could escape to the... Japanese <gasps> mountains. Oh, we're as going we did back last week. again. <laughs> we're back in Japan. Get yourself two first class tickets and join us in the mountains <laughs> of Japan. <laughs> okay, well, there's a reason why we lit the Grand Seiko candle because we're talking about Grand Seiko again. We love ya. <clears throat> uh, new release, new release alert. Tell us. Oh. What came out? Let me consult my iPad. (laughs) We got a little Grand Seiko GMT action for you. Oh, the new SBGN027. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, it's a GMT, but plot twist. It is quartz, baby. But it's not just any quartz. It is a First class caliber of quartz. And you're getting quartz from Grand Seiko, which of course is a sister brand of Seiko. I don't, it's under the Seiko umbrella. Yeah. Uh, Seiko Corp. (laughs) (laughs) LLC. (laughs) Um, It is. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Oh, what do you mean, world class quartz? That's what they're claiming. Uh, Okay, okay. I didn't know there was such a thing. Well, listen, you wouldn't have even known because you didn't read the press release (laughs) when you got it. What are you talking about? I read through every press release. (laughs) You will read through a press release if it's a clickbaity Love Island themed headline. Oh, guys, I've got to tell you about this in my inbox the other day. Oh my god, I can't believe this. The head the the subject line, I screenshotted it immediately upon receiving and sent it to Bryn. A new bombshell enters the villa. 
<laughs> it was a new PR agency that's working with G-Shock. <laughs> I was like, that's maybe the smartest thing anyone's ever sent me. <laughs> it's like they personalized it just for you. <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of the PR company because oh, I want to give them a shout out. They were yes, really good. New bombshell. Okay, so a new bombshell's <laughs> entered the Grand Seiko Villa. Oh, it's a quartz GMT. And when I'm saying first class caliber, let's see. It's, I'm going to read from, I'm reading directly from the press release for Nick Roberts. Okay, thanks. Let's see if Nick Roberts is good. Yeah. They say, Caliber 9F was developed to allow the creation of the ultimate quartz watch and is now widely recognized as one of the finest quartz calibers in the world. Okay? Okay. So I think that just means that it is of the highest precision, like over whatever how many years it only reduces in its timekeeping abilities by a couple seconds because i think that quartz batteries start to depreciate yeah like any battery yeah 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 okay so it's like a good battery that's a good ass battery okay. in that quartz watch <laughs> okay you're getting fine fine quartz fine gmt you get a complication you get a complication does it count as a complication if it's yeah oh no i think so because a complication by definition is anything that doesn't tell the time okay okay true 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 so you're getting a uh a g a third gmt hand no you're right i'm being an absolute tosser as they say (laughs) what's a tosser this is good for my vocab i don't know is it like a a piss taker it's a naughty word Oh, come on, tell us. I'll mark this episode as explicit. I already said fuck once today. It's that kind of day. You, you know, know what I mean? I mean, yeah. It's hot outside and it's it's we're recording this in the evening. So I feel like it's oh, like after hours five. Yeah. Um, tosser is a bit like a wanker. Okay. Like you toss off, you know, you get it. Mm. You're a tosser. No, you're not a tosser. <gasps> Oh, my days. <laughs> anyway, swiftly moving on. Okay, to... well, yes. All right. <laughs> Let me just say another thing about this GMT by Grand Seiko. Mm-hmm. Something I find compelling mm. is the price point. Mm. $3,300. Mm. Okay? Mm. So if you listeners are out there and you're wondering, what the hell watch are you going to get to keep up with Brennan Malika? Because <laughs> we're such illustrious collectors. You don't have a watch. You want something that the watch heads will see and respect. Start with Grand Seiko. It's a good entry level. Yeah, it is. And it's good whatever is the opposite of entry level because they are legit when it comes to movements, the spring drive, etc. So it's like you're getting the watch chops and you're getting a quartz watch. You might as well get it from Grand Seiko because Seiko popularized the quartz movement and they did it very well. In the 70s, I want to say. Well, actually, they nearly sort of demolished the entire Swiss watch industry. Uh, Known as the quartz crisis. (laughs) So what happened was Japan started doing quartz. Mm -hmm. And then uh, everybody bought into quartz for obvious reasons. Well, the reason mainly, isn't it price, right? Because it's just easier to manufacture. It's less costly. You don't need like a literal artisan in some like Swiss mountain to create a movement. You could just pop a nice battery in there. Yeah, well, I think it was all about, you know, that was like the new technology Mm -hmm. at the time. That was enticing. It was super accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think also mechanical watches were at a different place back then to where they are now. Definitely. Um, they haven't been fetishized by all you freaks. 
including ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> watch freaks. Okay. Um, yeah. So court, advent of the quartz watches, sort of late seventies, early eighties, massive crisis in Switzerland. Which I love. They call it a crisis because well, it, it, it's a crisis for them, but it's good news for everyone else. No, but it was a crisis because the entire like you know section of Switzerland. Yeah. That's like. A big chunk of Switzerland's uh-huh. economy. Yeah. Watch industry. Boom. Yeah. Uh, huge panic. Uh, nobody wanted a mechanical watch. So uh, thank you, Swatch, for <laughs> stepping in and saving Switzerland. Because Woo! then Swat- Swatch came along, did a little quartz game too, oh. hired all those watchmakers that went out, went, you know, oh. were out of work and jobless. You're teaching me right now. Yeah, all those little artisans oh. up in the uh, Swiss mountains, oh. in the, you know, Valais de Jus. Uh-huh. They were out of a job, mate. Oh. Couldn't find any work. Oh. Quartz. Oh. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Uh, so Swatch came along and helped, helped out Switzerland. Oh. Uh, and like basically saved saved the Swiss watch industry and then mechanical, you know. Well, then people came back around. Yeah, I mean, like the, the Royal Oak was invented. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's kind of funny about all of those sports watches because mm-hmm. they were all kind of invented around that time. Yeah, it was like in the wake of the Swiss quartz crisis mm. and it's like, Audemars Piguet comes around with some steel sports watch Mm-mm. and it's so expensive. But so did Cartier. Uh, like, I Nautilus. Mean, it, yeah, it, it was just Gerald Genta flexing. I mean, Gerald Genta was just dunking. <laughs> he was slam dunking. <laughs> Gerald Genta, in case you don't know, God, every watch person we know is going to be like, thank you for pointing out the obvious. They're going to be doing the fast forward like through the ads. Actually, can I, this, I'm going to use this opportunity to call someone out. Oh, oh, it's it's a new section. <laughs> Malaika's call out Listen, segment. It's actually called name and shame. Name and shame. But I'm not gonna name this person. Um, I'm just gonna shame them. Uh-huh. It's a man I know. <gasps> you know who you are. You're listening. <gasps> I hope you find this funny. I think you will. <laughs> uh reached out to me and goes, actually, I just wanted you to know that um when you were talking about the watch market, um, that the 1502 was actually discontinued. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? No shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, you mean 1602? That that doesn't exist? And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That was really bad, wasn't it? I was like, yeah, thank you for mansplaining Royal Oak to me. Damn. I thought, guys, that I didn't, I didn't feel like boring everybody with reference numbers mm. because we know our audiences, you know, it's people who don't know who Gerald Genta is. Exactly. So listen. Bear with us. Bear with us. I'm trying to figure out what you need to know and what you don't need We're to know. We're trying to toe the line. We're explaining quartz batteries. Like <laughs> I think it's because I made a comment about the 5711 being discontinued. And then I said Royal. And then I said AP is still making Royal Oaks, which they are. They did discontinue something, but then they made a very similar version of it mm. straight after. So, guys, everybody needs to relax. <laughs> and everyone needs to know that Bryn and I don't need to be mansplained. <gasps> I don't mind a little mansplaining I, I, every now and then. I would like a mansplain if it's like, let me tell you about this complication that you didn't know about. Mm. But, you know, it's like, I think, I think we got this. Can somebody 
come in and mansplain my finances because I really <laughs> See, need I to like. learn how to balance my books a bit better. <laughs> Because women do be shopping. Listen, by the way, like I didn't know how to do or install anything, <laughs> but like <laughs> I'm, I'm good with the royal oak number. We're reference gonna confuse numbers. men. Oh, We're gonna I be know. like, oh, we don't know if we can help you install your your TV mount. Basically, <laughs> just do what I say. <laughs> and moving on. Uh, yeah. Mic drop. Mic drop. No, Gerald Genta, he was a big dog. Woo, we're back at that. <laughs> Sorry, I really needed to get that off my chest, guys. I'm I real- felt like we were in like a crisis PR room. No, but listen, I, I, can I just be really frank and honest here? Yes. Is this a safe space? Confirmed. I often feel like I have to be really careful about calling out men in the watch space mm. because I don't want to ruffle any feathers mm. or offend anybody. Mm-hmm. But I truly don't care anymore. Like, I do not, I, I will ruffle your feathers because yes. that's how I feel. So yeah. I'm just, you know what? Next time you see me at a dinner, run. Walk <gasps> to the other side of the table. Especially if you're wearing a serpenti because you got that fiery energy. Oh, yeah. But, wait, but wait. I will be Ooh, calling you out. Another week on the wrist today. Yeah, but also I'm one of the lads. So yet again, it's very confusing for all men. I know, it's so, I'm confused. <laughs> Oh wait! Oh my god! Yeah, tell us about this this week on the wrist. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know what this this week's episode's pretty loose, isn't it? <laughs> I think we've lost all like string a string of plan or whatever we had going. Um, I'm wearing a Rolex Explorer, Bryn. Yes, lent to me by my friends at Tournai Bucherat. Hey, because- Claire Kelly. Uh, no, not Claire Kelly. Aww. Yeah, uh, my good friend Megan, who works at KCD. Oh. Uh, friend lent, of the pod. Friend of the pod. She lent me, they lent me a watch, and it's good because I've been thinking about buying an Explorer. Mm, it looks so good on so you. So I just wanted to take it for a test drive. I'm feeling it, mate. Yeah. Uh, I think it looks good. It's nice and loose. It's hot toddy alert. Yeah, it is hot toddy. And also my friend made such a good point. He texted me the other day saying, how do you feel about a watch loose on the wrist? Mm. And I was like, mm, really depends on the watch. It but, depends. But like a sports watch uh-huh. loose I'm happy for it to be loose. And he was like, it's like a boyfriend jean. And I was like, honestly, that's so cringy, but it's so accurate. But yeah, <laughs> like spot on. If it's a steel watch too, it's like, you know, steel. you can take that gamble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just like. It's, it's chic. It's not like baggy. Oh, yeah. But it's loose. Yeah. I mean, I quite like baggy. It's not tight fitting like a skinny jean. No, it's giving Olsen twin energy. Oh, Yes, yeah. exquisite. Um, so I think it's Fantastique. a thirty-six. Fantastic! <laughs> it's a thirty-six millimeter. Um, it's beautiful. I love it. I think it's great. I I never thought I'd be this kind of gal. Yeah, but I'm really, really. I think I'm that gal. Isn't that? Isn't that just so characteristic of what it's like being in the watch world? You just surprise yourself with your preferences you every do. day. I feel like I. It's funny because I tried on a president today. Okay. Gold. Gold. Obby. Yeah, Avi. Is there any other? No. <laughs> oh, actually? What? Yeah. Platinum. Uh, okay, sorry. Platinum. But this was, I feel like platinum should be called something else like emperor. Ooh. <laughs> the empress. But the yellow, yellow gold, uh, day day. Mm-hmm. President. Mm-hmm. 
wasn't feeling it. I mean, good luck not getting robbed. Well, that's what I said. I put it on. Yeah. And they were like, this looks so good on you. And I was like... I don't. No. I don't think so. <laughs> That's a house watch. That is a house watch. That Stad guy doesn't leave. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is low key. It's stainless steel. Yeah. If I'm gonna wear a gold, it's gonna be like the Serpenti on a night yeah. out, and I'm not gonna be like on the subway. Yes. A, ro- a gold Rolex is screaming. Oh my god! Please rob me. Yeah. I mean, don't try that at home. No, folks. no, no, no. Um, People be out here doing it though. I know, they and really do. they're brave, honestly. Well, really, uh, people in my neighborhood, they're like walking up and down Madison Avenue in the craziest watches. <laughs> and um, my f- our friend, JJ Owens, friend of the pod, Gigi. and I were speaking about doing a watch spotting at Cinderella on Third <laughs> Avenue. <Good. laughs> like, you have n- some of the watches I see on the Upper East Side, like on the daily, I'm Damn. just like... Damn. I need to get out of the East Village. <laughs> you need to come up and I'm see like, you some yellow gold Daytonas. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, another Casio. <laughs> no, I mean, the, and you know what? It's a lot of the women uptown. Because the men uptown are wearing, uh, they're very classy, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But yo, I keep seeing women uptown wearing like a yellow Santas, mm. a yellow Daytona. I'm like, okay, I need they're to marry me a daddy. Flexing. <laughs> Get yourself a daddy. <laughs> okay. okay, on to the next segment. Ooh. God, well, I'm quite Wait, flustered today. What, even, what segment did we just conclude? <laughs> I can't keep track. Uh, I think we have wrapped up our Grand Seiko GMT <laughs> quartz crisis yeah. sports watch Gerald Genta yeah. segment. Wrapped it up in a bow. Okay. And uh, moving on to our hot topic of the week. Hot topic. Brand ambassadors, a topic near and dear to my heart. If you read my article in print in Hodinkee <laughs> magazine, thank you very much. I read it twice. Oh. So good, I read it thank twice. Thank you. Oh. oh, love to support the homies. Yes. Um. Okay, Bryn, take it away. Okay, brand ambassadors. All right. I feel like for some reason, I mean, you guys, the watch world, there are certain topics that just get the people riled up mm. for absolutely no reason. Mm. <laughs> but if you're in our little bubble, mm. we get riled up over mm. things. Okay? Brand ambassadors, this is not a new concept. Virtually every brand that we consume has some celebrity behind it, right? Luxury brand. Luxury brand, but also pepsi no you're right every brand every brand it's so baked in no god you're so like right mainstream consumer society got that- milk okay <laughs> who remembers those milk mustaches britney spears got milk britney spears pepsi too yeah okay it's like you're right it's very baked in watch the super bowl Oof. it's celeb after celeb after celeb selling you some shit Ooh, explicit episode. Oh. I just said shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite one, sorry, to, I keep getting off piece, but Matt Damon selling oh. crypto. Oh, that was unhinged. <laughs> That's like the height of like bad brand ambassadorship. I feel like it's like what a deep fake when I saw that. Yeah, I mean, not that he's a brand ambassador for, was it a, was it a type of crypto? I think it was that one that's, oh, God. Whatever. It was just that for me was like (laughs) the pinnacle of like, okay, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. What is ever happening? But anyway, so like 
in the watch world, when I started Dime Piece, I would obviously a huge part of the Dime Piece uh, value prop. (laughs) A huge part of the Dime Piece Instagram is celebrity watch potting. And it's really difficult to do that without including brand ambassadors, people who are paid to wear the watch. And I just feel like people were always like, ugh, brand ambassador. Like people would always get a little miffed when when there would be a brand ambassador involved. And then I looked it up. I literally Googled, why do brand ambassadors suck? Oh, my <laughs> And people God. have things to say. Like they don't like brand ambassadors. They think it's cheesy. They think it's pretentious. They think it's like dumb. And what I have to say about that is brand ambassadors are not for watch people. It's about getting the audience that might not know what Gégé Le Coult is, but know who Benedict Cumberbatch is because they love whatever show he's in. God, it's so funny because I actually think he's really hot. Really? I know, controversial. Oh. I know. I, I just, there's something about Sherlock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, have you, um, oh, have you seen the Patrick Melrose? Um, mm. Like, no. Okay, never mind. But Benedict. Anyway, (laughs) well, I'm sure you're not the only one who gets hot for Sherlock. (laughs) They see him in a Gégé Le Coult ad. Then they're like, what the hell is Gégé Le Coult? They'll probably call it Jagger Le Coult. They'll Google, they'll discover, they'll all of a sudden, because of Sir Benedict Cumberbatch, they know what Gégé Le Coult is. And that's, to me, sums up why brand ambassadors are useful And good because they help bring a mainstream audience to a brand that would otherwise be very niche. And we love watch brands for being niche and exclusive. And I think that's part of what makes them special. But it doesn't hurt to have a little bit more awareness. Hence where the brand ambassadors step in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen, we're all victims of subliminal messaging anyway. So like, who are we to even think that we can escape any of this. Yeah, that the watch world is somehow protected. Oh, come on. If you even like walk outside, yeah. you're like a victim of subliminal me- like messages. Like advertising works. Yeah. No matter where you live. No matter where you live. I don't care. If you watch TV, if you use the internet, if mm-hmm. you walk out your front door, you are like at the mercy of these advertising giants. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but you are. Yeah. Um, Capitalism <laughs> boots. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. So anyway, the watch brands, they're, you know, using these uh, Hollywood A-listers to entice the masses. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like you said, it's all about brand awareness. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, I've seen that brand somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because I clocked that celebrity that I know, even Uh, though I was like, what the hell is this random brand? Now I remember the logo. Yes. Now I remember the name. And that happened to me firsthand, even though I am a quote unquote watch person now. I wasn't three years ago. I was walking on Houston and I said this in the article. I was walking down Houston and I looked up at the hottest billboard location on Houston Street that everybody sees And there was Lady Gaga airbrushed to the nines in some crazy makeup, but not like crazy Lady Gaga makeup. It was crazy because she looked so normal. Oh, is this like when she did her weird like Joanne thing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know. I was like, what is this vibe? And I was like, why is Lady Gaga? She just looks like a normal, a normal lady, not Gaga, just the normal lady. lady. And it was for Tudor. Tudor. God, that is 
Themis counterintuitive partnership. Isn't it strange? It's very strange. Anyway, I Googled Tudor right then and there. I was like, what's Tudor? I th- I think it's a watch brand. And then I was like, oh, it's a sister brand of Rolex. Okay, I'm kind of getting it. And then, like you said, you start noticing, like, it, it somehow impacted me. I would... My ears would perk up when somebody at work said, oh, I got a tutor, or I would see it in the window at some store. So it's like, without Lady Gaga, though, the little neurons wouldn't have fired off in my brain for me to even start recognizing tutor. Mm. So that worked. It did, and there are loads of other brands doing it with very famous people. Yes. Like, we're talking like, a-list. A-list. Like, Breitling. This <laughs> had me shook, by the way. Adam Driver, Charlize Theron, and Brad Pitt. I mean, that is a big-ass check. <laughs> Brad bloody Pitt. I think Brad Pitt has done quite a few of these things in his, in his time. Well, I think he's he, been around. He's still... Ooh. He could be my daddy. He's still hot toddy. He is, he is. He's the OG. I think he might have even done a Tag Heuer stint. Because he wore a Tag Heuer in Moneyball. Have you ever seen that oh. movie? Um. Anyway, there's me, Lucy Goosey today. Uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt, Brightling. Wow. But that's like, holy mother of God. That's yeah. like big time movie stars. That's like Brightling. Okay, we see you, we salute you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then we've got Omega. Oh, and Omega's been in the game. They've been in the brand ambassador game for a minute now. Um, our faves include... Oh, 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 I think, okay, for me, if I think about brand ambassador in a watch capacity, it's going to be Cindy Crawford oh, for me. yeah. She is like, first of all, how can you not worship at the altar of Cindy Crawford? Mm-hmm. One of the OG supermodels of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Literal bombshell. She <laughs> was a Diet Coke. Yeah, Diet Coke. God, what? It's just, God. They, anyway, if I were a celebrity, I would also be doing million dollar I deals. I'm laughing my way to the <laughs> bank. Um, so Cindy Crawford, original Omega ambassador. Yep. She even had supposedly a little hand in the design of the newest Mm. constellation. Not the newest. Yeah, but at the time. Yeah, when it shifted from Gérald Genta, who designed the first constellation. I did not even know that. Yeah. But now that I know that, it's like... No, but the one that you're thinking of now, Mm. it does feel very Gigi. It does feel Gigi. But it was like a round, kind of really, you know, ordinary, not ordinary, but... It's Plane. a watchy watch. Okay, got it. Like got no it. integrated bracelet. Got it. Okay. And then a woman mm. actually did the redesign or a newer edition of the constellation. It's the one that we're thinking of is the Manhattan. Uh, and that's what we think of today. Okay. That's the one that Cindy Crawford was involved with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Cindy Crawford. And now who do we have? She gave birth to Omega Spawn. Kaya Gerber. Love it. Literally <laughs> born into the partnership. Born into the partnership because Kaya is a current ambassador. Mm-hmm. She calls quite the star. Oof. At uh, It wasn't last Met Gala. It was the, the one before that. Oh, my God. Time flies. She, well, we did have two Met Galas because oh, they, right. they did one because it got canceled during COVID. Oh. Anyway, sorry. Um, 
Back to the red carpet. Yes. She wore a little Omega on the red carpet. With her ball gown. I mean, I wouldn't call that a ball gown, but people call it a ball gown. But, oh, you know, mm-hmm. she had a watch on the red carpet with her dress. Her little Bianca Jagger inspired look. She had this watch. Speaking of ruffling feathers, it ruffled feathers. I mean, honestly, why? Like, why does anyone care? Well, so, do you know who Marina Rust is? She was a former contributing editor to Vogue. She's like an old school fashion lady. I'm yeah. sure she lives on the Upper East Side. She's probably your neighbor, love. Yeah, probs. Um, she commented a huge like rant on her grid, not just her story. So, you know, it's real. She's Oof. like, why is Kaya wearing this watch? It's so uncouth. It interrupts the line of the wrist. A lady should not be wearing a watch at an event like this. It is so rude to even suggest that you would want to check the time at, at a place like this. And that's very old school thinking. But a lot of people agreed with her. They were like, oh, it's so ugly. Like, why would she ruin her look with this watch? You know what? That is the most antiquated thing I've ever yeah. heard. Like, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Like, are we living in the uh, 1800s? Yeah. Oh, it's rude to uh, look at the time. Oh. Because you might have somewhere else to go. And just for a lady, by the way. I mean, well, okay, because all of the uh, first jewelry, uh, you know, wristwatches for women were actually always like hidden. Mm-hmm. Because concealed. of this, yeah, they were concealed because they were supposed to be worn like jewelry mm-hmm. so that they could look at the time discreetly so that yeah. it wasn't rude, which is oh. great and cool. Malika, yeah. imagine all the <laughs> the insane level of mansplaining that was occurring in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I would have just died. Can you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I... That's, Ooh. yeah, the mansplaining of like... I would be discreetly checking the wrist being like, God, when's this kind of going to shop and pipe <laughs> down? And you wouldn't have been able to call it out either. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just had a look at Kaya's picket. It, it kind of was a ball gown. I don't know why in my head I thought she was... I think I was thinking of Zoe Kravitz, which is... Uh, another Omega Another ambassador. Omega ambassador. But yes, she's wearing this watch. It's very cute it's and small. It's vintage, tiny. Like... Honestly, I thought it looked quite chic. Yeah, it looks good. How dare they tell her that she can't wear a watch? I mean, it's just so irrelevant. Like, I'm just like, what? And yeah, I get it because you're you're thinking that it wasn't even like an organic choice for yes. her to wear a watch. Yeah, because people in the comments were like, she didn't even want to wear that. She yeah. was paid to wear yeah. it. So I guess if she'd just, you know, been doing a Tyler the Creator yeah. thing and been like, or, you know, a kid Cuddy wearing his G-Shock. Yeah. <laughs> like, we would have been like, oh, that's so yeah. cool. She loves watches. Yeah. But I suppose the whole thing is that she was, you know, an ambassador. Look, at the end of the day, if she wants to make a check, let her make a check. Also, they, like, Omega could have put her in something modern and kind yeah. of awkward, but they clearly worked with her. Shout out to the heritage director who was probably involved in sourcing oh, that watch. I just love that man, as you know. Oh. I love a heritage director. I mean, they did it tastefully. Like, if you're going to do a paid watch p- placement at the Met Gala on somebody like Kaya Gerber, they did it completely right. So, honestly, go off. She looks just like her mom, doesn't she? I know. It's like, and she looks uh, 
amazing. I love the watch. I yeah. love her. I love the like Cindy Crawford, Kaya Gerber intergenerational yeah. brand ambassador powerhouse movement. It's so good. It's so good. I wonder if, if Kaya has a kid, if they'll be an Omega ambassador. Can you imagine <laughs> like funding that family lifestyle for years to come? Years. Um, we also have a little Zoe Kravitz brand ambassadorship for Omega to talk about. Yes. So Zoe Kravitz is a more newly added brand ambassador to the Omega family. She's um pretty hot one, I think. Oof. I mean, they got a good one with her. Yeah, I quite unexpected, no? Yeah, I you know, I will say I really respect the overall brand ambassador uh what would you call it? Brand ambassador economy. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I obviously wrote a whole article in defense of it because I think they're necessary, but I think in order for it to be done right, it needs to be a celeb who would actually wear it in real life. But then that goes back to Lady Gaga. Is she wearing a Tudor? No. Yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just have mixed feelings. Yeah. Because I'm okay. like, like when I saw Zoe Kravitz, I literally saw them painting the billboard on Lafayette Street. You know, those hand-painted billboards? Yeah. Um, And they were painting on her the Omega wraparound watch with, like, the floral print. And I was just like, in what world? Is she wearing that? Yeah, because we, like, anybody who kind of knows her knows her style. She's kind of grunge. She's the Saint Laurent girl. Yeah, and she's got, like, tattoos. She's, (laughs) oh, God, she is so... it's like unfair you know when you look at people and you're like that's not fair yeah like i'm like i'm like you're too hot for me to even look at i mean let's be honest she's the real hot totty she's the real hot totty can i just also clear up hot totty yes because i say it yeah i know okay so hot i i think that's sort of like my own spin on a saying that i didn't realize because the original saying is posh totty. Oh. And it's like a bit of posh totty is like, uh, you know, like you're into like a posh boy or girl mm. and it's like quite hot. Get mm. yourself a bit of posh totty. Oh. And so I think I just naturally say hot totty. Oh, okay. So it's like a spin on a classic. Okay. Just to clear that up for <laughs> <Thank> everybody. <you. laughs> um, we learned about tosser. Yeah, tosser, posh totty. Keep coming <laughs> back for more. Oh, when I, when I inevitably move to the UK, I'm going to be so ready. I think you're already ready. Um, but yeah, Zoe Kravitz is too hot for me to even look at. But I don't know if she's wearing that. Uh, I can't even remember the name of that watch. I don't know. The Cape Cod. <laughs> the Cape Cod. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Zoe Kravitz, Kaya Gerber. Cindy. Cindy Crawford. Nicole oh. Kidman. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. I want yeah. to talk about Anna Kornikova. Okay, so now let's do a little remix or rewind <laughs> rather and go back. <laughs> remix. Rewind. When the crowd say boat, select. Uh, you don't know that one. Craig David. Oh, <laughs> You're not ready to move to England. Man, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so rewind back to the... the uh, 
golden era of Ooh, ambassadorship. A golden era, period. <laughs> yeah, I just, it, well, it's not even the OG era for ambassadors. It just really is the golden era. We're talking, like you said, Anna Kornikova. Mm-hmm. In her prime, like hot and... Every headline was talking about Anna Kornikova. What a babe. She was an Omega OG. We spoke about Cindy already. What about Kate Bush for Grand... No, was it Seiko, not Grand Seiko? Yeah, just Seiko. Just Kate Bush for Seiko? Yeah, Kate Bush for Seiko in the 80s. Okay, also, by the way, I am such a big Kate Bush fan that this, like resurgence is just I can't stop laughing I mean Um, good for her because I think she like still owns the right soul of the music thank god so she's like raking it in she better be laughing her way to the bank biggest regret of my life is not seeing her live at Shepherd's Bush Empire in 2014 it's fine I'll get over it but like my mom and I sing Wuthering Heights every time we go on a road trip yeah like loud in the car Aww, it's very cute that's so really cute i love kate bush like really i mean i have all these weird books about her oh. i had no flipping clue that she was a seiko ambassador too late to keep it family friendly now love <laughs> beep <laughs> yeah so she was i mean that was some amazing advertising i mean too. sick oh god we gotta link all this stuff in the show notes oh Shot not. <laughs> okay, I'll be linking in the show notes. Well, you know what I find kind of interesting about that is like, I don't think she was a Seiko ambassador to like the American public. I think ja- she, Japan like the, ja- the Japanese, like brought her over to do some commercials, mm. to do some like cool ads. Very much reminiscent of, woo, New York City. I don't know if you guys can hear that. A nice <laughs> yeah. motorcycle revved by was my boyfriend with a gold Santos. <laughs> um, no, but I feel like it's reminiscent of like in Lost in Translation when they brought Bill Murray over uh, to Google yeah. <laughs> to do Santori time. Oh my God, I might watch that movie tonight. Oh, oh I love that movie. Like Xanax. I love just watching Scarlett Johansson in her panties dancing on the bed. Oh. You know that opening shot is a reference to a, a famous painter. I, painter. I'm blanking on his name. But it's like there's an exact painting of that opening shot. Just a a, a woman in repose with her little transparent undies. So hot. It's um, so good. Sophia always coming through with the iconic references. I feel like Sophia must wear a watch. She wears Cartier. Yeah, she's so tank material. Oh, yeah. She invented the tank. <laughs> Sorry, Louis. Sophia Coppola, for those of yes. you who have no idea what we're rambling on about. Although oh. I feel like most people know that Lost in Translation is her movie. And if you don't, what are you doing? Yeah, mate, you better crawl out from under that rock, go home right now and put on Pop Lost that in VHS Tra- in. Yeah, pop that VHS. <laughs> watch a bit of Virgin Suicides, <gasps> Marie Antoinette. Oh. oh, Have you got a feast waiting for you? Oh, a feast for the eyes. feast for the eyes. Okay. Let them eat cake. Oh. So we had, oh God, we had Tyra Banks for Swatch. Oh my God, so good. I mean, what was this iconic era? Oh, take me back. They don't make them like that anymore, love. Yeah. Uh, so now I think I there are so many ambassadors I just I can't even think of all of them I mean there are just thousands upon thousands and oh uh, another recent one is Mark Ronson who was recently signed to AP last <sighs> last December maybe that has got me feeling some type of way oh, Mark Ronson Mark Ronson's actually quite 
important for my watch trajectory because I think I really got into watches in in a bunch of different ways. Um, I think I explained recently how I used to work with uh, Rihanna's stylist and she was super into watches and that's kind of how I got into them. And then one day I was on a set, a music video set. It was like Leaky Lee was doing a song with oh Mark Ronson. God. And I was talking to Mark Ronson and I don't know, he was like trying on a bunch of like Gucci suits or whatever. It was like 70s themed. And I was like, what the beep is that big gold watch? Mm. You know what it was. R.O.S. It was a Royal Oak. But Mm -hmm. I distinctly remember being like, that is... It was so him as well. Yeah. Like, so he's kind of like the perfect ambassador because it was just, he was doing this 70s music video. Uh He is kind of like got that vibe. He's so goddamn hot. And I was like, wait, what is that watch? Yeah. Did you talk to him about it? Maybe he. I mean, we probably chatted about. Did you 15. have a little chin wag? Uh, mate, we had, and you know, he's got the British thing oh, going yeah. too. So you know, we were just having a good old laugh. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that slipped out when he was talking to you. Oh no, it did. He started talking. We started talking about loo, how English people call toilet paper loo roll. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd met him already before, so it wasn't like a. Yeah, it wasn't weird, but. Can we I, call him a friend of the pod? I mean, you interviewed him. <laughs> I did interview him. Friend of the pod. And he's cool about, you know, like that's an example of a brand ambassador that is just so organic because the man sells fish. Oh <laughs> my God. No, because the man, the man was wearing an AP long before he was paid to. Yeah, he is just next level, like, He's so tasteful. He's so tasteful. And he was inspired when I interviewed him um, for GQ branded content, which I love to write branded content because it's like you don't have to be vulnerable. You're just kind of writing an advertisement Mm. and having fun with it. Mm. My it's such a sweet spot for me. Mm. But when I was interviewing him, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I would be in Paris and I would see all these cool Serge Gainsbourg looking guys and they would be wearing this royal oak. And he discovered that that's what it was. And then he was like, oh, that's like what Jay-Z talks about all the time. Mm. Oh, Damar. Mm. <laughs> and so like not only does Mark Ronson just wear it and it makes so much sense, but he's got like the throwback cultural references to really back it up. And it's just so. The man sells fish. <laughs> no, first of all, in case you don't know, that's a Love Island reference. Bryn hasn't gone completely batshit crazy um yeah the man is just next level taste god and he's so talented yeah like you can't like talk shit about mark he's not like a fake clout god who's just like hot because he's hot and we get it the chops we get it you he's from a very very rich family and he you know was handed a you know lucky Lucky, you know, card. But people, not everybody dealt those cards, really know what to do with it. And he executed it perfectly. He's just, oh my God, your grand Seiko candle is uh, dwindling there. Oh my God. (laughs) Just to um, naturally segue before we wrap up. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of Royal Oaks. Yeah. Do you spot any good uh, (gasps) Royal Oak content this week? 
moving watch spotting to the end of the pod apologies for that yes we're going a little off format today you know it's a little late thursday and uh let's do wrist spotting now better uh, late than never better late than never royal oak who do you see it on well, rest in peace to an absolute fashion icon, legend, true impact in the industry, Issey Miyake. And what was he wearing when I Googled some pictures of him? A teeny tiny royal oak. Literally. I, it was like you couldn't have even asked for a better oh watch for him to be wearing. It was a layup. I couldn't believe it. I was like, she's bloody Photoshop this. <laughs> I no seriously when I saw it I was like is this real is this real is this real oh so epic I mean okay but I'm also no this is really getting deep into my psyche when I'm when I'm post on the gram like so many people correct me all the time on everything because yeah. you just put yourself when you put yourself out there people are gonna come for you, you and I was what? like that yeah let's skip over that mansplaining thing yeah yeah we've talked about it yeah enough. yeah consider it your first warning yeah um but it's like i saw that picture it was posted by dazed digital british outlet there were no there was not a nary a photo credit in sight no not even like a getty or like who took this usually it has the credit the year and i'm like where'd they get this photo and i kind of did a little reverse image search and it was like it was him they, somebody else posted it and they said that it was a photo from 1970. Mm. And then I was like, well, wait, when was the Royal Oak mm. release? 1972. Yeah, that's not. And I'm like, either they got it wrong or this is like some weird prototype or like. No, they got it wrong. They must have, yeah, right? Because that's definitely a Royal Oak. It's it's also um, a really small one. Did those come out at the same time? The ladies ones didn't. Yeah, so yeah. it's definitely a fake. They the credit is they wrong. got it wrong. But also, I do know that the teeny tinies were a lot bigger in Asia. Like a lot of those watches were, I think, Asian market. Oh, like the super small ones. Yeah, because that one was probably like thirty-one millimeters. No, I. Oh yeah, because it was he, on a man. Yeah, you're right. Because I'm so used to seeing tiny royal oak on a woman. Right. So I have to think about man size. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, interesting. Yeah. It probably was like a 31. Yeah. I'm so dying to know more. I know. I really want to know more, but when I saw that, my I was just like, yes. Should yes, we send yes. it? We gotta send it to Michael Friedman. Yeah, let's let's yeah. Friend right. of the pod. <laughs> no, he is a friend of the pod. I know. Let's WhatsApp. Well, I'm dying to know. I okay. need to know now. <gasps> oh my god, the candle came back to life. You guys, I feel like it's like Hocus pocus. It's very, it's giving Ouija board in here. The Grand Seiko candle has been like, stop podcasting. <laughs> but before <laughs> we stop, can we just do two more yeah. quick yeah. spots? My one of the week, which if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> I was, uh, the DMs were popping that day Oof. because I pasted Uzi, little Uzi Ver. Petit Uzi Ver. Petit Uzi Ver. That was quite good, actually. Uh, wearing a Richard Mille. Oh! And I didn't even check to see what RM it was. Because, um. ladies and gents, here we are again, circus master. Uh, he was had his, uh, his new piercing. It's not a uh, diamond in the forehead. Some diamonds on the knuckle. Ooh. 
micro what do they call that micro something it's actually disgusting don't know don't care it's so gross to me oh but i think it's kind of cool but apparently easily infected ew but i just thought it was (laughs) i just thought it was a really fun little contrast that richard mill with like maria tash knuckle piercings oh my god i was like this is i was like what weird portal have i stepped into yeah it's like the upside down oh my god but i like that i like that portal are these new are they are they new knuckle piercings they can't be that new i mean they're relatively new. I've never seen them on him yeah. before. And, you know, I'd be out here following Lil Uzi because he is a fashion god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is truly. But I, I'm i like, what? I just, I don't know. They were surprisingly clean. So maybe they were fresh. Wait, so friend of the pod, Kathleen McGivney, she commented because I reposted your story. Yeah. She goes, they look stable and healed, which is pretty impressive for any transdermal piercing in a high usage area like the top of the hand. And I was there like, we, there we go. okay. <laughs> Clean. Like they did a really good job. So whatever you may think, you know, um, aesthetically of these crazy knuckle piercings, yeah. like they did a top job. I think they did do a top job. And my boyfriend was like, if Uzi wasn't the one with the knuckle piercings, you'd be hating on those piercings mm-hmm. so hard. Yeah. And there we are, another celebrity. Yep. Subliminal messaging. Mm-hmm. He's telling me it's cool. So I'm like, oh, must get my knuckle pissed. <laughs> even even JJ was like, yeah, that would be chic. <laughs> I like it. Sorry. Okay. I'm not perfect. Okay, what's the uh, final watch spot of the week? Material world! <laughs> <laughs> uh. You guys, if you made it to this mark of 57 minutes, I mean, good for you because we've been loop-de-loop today. <laughs> yeah, but I like a little loop-de-loop. Let's end on a crazy one. And we are it's good that we only have two minutes to talk about it because we could go on for days. Oh, because this one, this one, yeah. Material Girls! Oh, was it a Royal Oak? See Santana, yeah, Royal Oak. But was it a, it was a bust down? Bust down aftermarket ice. Do you know what? You do you. You wear your your aftermarket bust down. Yeah. I don't want to hear another word on the subject. Pipe down. <laughs> okay. We, this is really something we need to go into then. Yes. Like we can't just cover it in a minute. No. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm just going to say we saw the Royal Oak. We kind of liked the Royal Oak. I liked and didn't like it for multiple reasons. But maybe this is like a good time to say that we will be coming back to explain the difference between a factory set mm-hmm. diamond mm-hmm. and an aftermarket bust down diamond. Very different. Bust down, Tatiana. <laughs> um, one is the gems are obviously inserted by the brand at the factory mm-hmm. the other one is take it to your mate on 47th street or buy it from my uh, oh my god who is that Peter Marco or whatever oh, his yeah. name is I am obsessed yes. with him <laughs> and producer Michael oh my god yeah anyway I like all those weird deep cut watch LA weirdos mm-hmm. um so we have got to co- we have got to come back and cover this topic. We kind of touched on it when we were talking about the Kid Cudi G Shock mm-hmm. that was aftermarket 
um, you know, pimped out yeah. <laughs> by Ben Baller. But we need, I think that's like a whole episode. That's a whole ass episode. Let's invite somebody on. Yep. Let's invite a legend on the pod. Stay tuned. And in the meantime, pipe down in the comments. I don't want to hear it. I don't care if you don't like it. It's irrelevant I don't care. to me. Because there's so much context yeah. to, that we need to speak about before you come to what is it that Naomi says you better check your lipstick before you come to me oh my god <laughs> on that note folks the Grand Seiko candle has just withered away that's it perfect timing that's it it's done and that's a wrap ciao, ciao.